Hi, welcome to the Fast Life with Diabetes podcast. My name is Lucy Fisher. On this podcast, we'll discuss everything related to intermittent fasting and type 1 and type 2 diabetes. We'll share tips and tricks, and we'll reveal some of the challenges that we've all faced as we go through this journey. We'll also have some fascinating guests that will share their stories. Thanks so much for joining. It's going to be a great show. Also, before we get started, I just want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Before beginning an intermittent fasting protocol or making changes to your medication, I highly recommend that you speak to your doctor. Hi everyone, thank you so much for joining today. Today I have on Randy Whipf, and she is 36 years old. She lives in Washington. She has had type one diabetes for 17 years. And Randy has a strong family history of type 1 diabetes, so when she got diagnosed with diabetes, she was a little bit ahead of the game because she had seen other family members dealing with diabetes. That said, she has uh, encountered some struggles of her own, and she has attempted to normalize her blood sugars and improve her general health through fasting. She started fasting, doing a, a... more relaxed protocol like 16-8 and then has now gone over to alternate daily fasting and she's had a lot of success with that. Her story is interesting too because she does multiple daily injections. So she uses Lantus for her long acting and Novolog for her short acting for mealtime boluses and high blood sugars. And she's had to make quite a few adjustments to her dosages to accommodate the alternate daily fasting schedule that she's on. She's a really wonderful person, just a really nice person to speak to, and I think you're going to enjoy her story, and we get into a lot of the struggles that type 1s face as we fast and do a lot of other things, so I really hope you find this episode to be useful. Hi, Randy. So good to speak to you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm so excited to speak to you today. Uh, It's one of the reasons that I'm really happy you're on the podcast is because, you know, it's it's really nice for me to speak to another type one, first of all, uh, what type one that fasts. And also, you know, you're going through a couple of difficulties, which we'll all get into. And I think it's really good to normalize that because it's not it's not a linear path for us as type ones. It's there's a lot of twists and turns and nothing is ever straightforward. So I want to get into that with you. Before we do, uh, maybe you can just give us a little bit of background about who you are, where you area of the country you live in, age range, you know, family, whatever you want to say. Sure. So um, I am 36. I've had type one for uh, 17 years. And um, so I grew up in Wisconsin and um, my mom, my sister, my my uncle, um, they all have type one. So I kind of grew up knowing a lot about it. Um, and, but I didn't have it. My sister had it since she was five. Um, and so growing up, I knew, you know, oh man, diabetes sucks. I hope I never get it, you know, but growing up, I'm like, okay, I ate whatever I wanted to eat, you know, I didn't have it. Um, then I moved to Washington and, um, then got married and bam, I've got it. I'm like, oh, so, um, yeah but you know the background of having it it really helped to you know know how to you know deal with like lows um 
but yeah, that it, it really helped. So when you, when you got diagnosed with diabetes, I mean, since you have so much of a history of it in your family, were you just like, did you know the signs to look out for? Or like, how did you figure out that you had it? So, um, I was in classes. Um, we were, I was in seminary and, um, I just constantly had to pee like all the time. And I thought, I was like, am I pregnant? Because I'm like having to get up during class and, you know, be excused and just having to constantly go to the bathroom. And and I'm like, I think I'm pregnant. And I took, you know, several tests and I'm not pregnant. So, um, I went into the doctor's office and my blood sugar was like 341. And I'm like, oh no. And you know, like, I know what that means, but I also know, and I'm probably type one because of, you know, the family history, but I knew I had to take shots and I was terrified of shots because I, just, I don't even know why it was just, you know, one of those fears. Um, and so the doctor's like, you know, we're going to try metformin and glipizide. And honestly, that really didn't work. Um, I would, I would like run um, out on the street for, I mean, however long, and it did nothing, even with the glipizide and the metformin, it did nothing. So I'm like, great. So I go back in and, um, and they're like, well, we're going to try you out on, um, I think it was Humalog or Novolog or something. And it literally took about 20 minutes for them to get me to just self-inject. And I'm like, it was terrifying. I I remember that fear of needles. I, uh, I had a bad fear of needles myself. Uh, and I was just like, if I have diabetes, like, you know, (laughs) I I had all these like existential crises, like, is there a God, does God hate me? Because I really hate needles, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But now I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, whenever there's like a shot to give them, like when I go to get my flu shot, I'm like, give me that needle. I'll do it myself. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't care anymore. Right. For real. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It it definitely, it definitely feels, it definitely feels like that, but, um, you know, knowing God personally, I'm like, okay, I know you don't hate me. God help me. Give me the grace to make it through this. And he, he for sure has like, there's, um, I was on Dexcom before, um, during my pregnancies, because with my, with my diabetes and then hormones mixed together with the high blood sugars and pregnancy, they do not mix, they do not mix well. Um, and I would wake up and I would be like, I'd be sleepwalking. And it was, it was a horrifying thing, especially if you've never sleepwalked before. Um, So my husband and I, we knew, we knew I had to get on a CGM. So before we talked to my doctor, we just prayed. We were like, God, um, I need, I need a CGM and I don't know how to get one. And I kid you not within like 10 minutes, we didn't talk to anybody about it. We didn't ask my doctor. I mean, this is just how God works. And he, my doctor, my doctor's office called me and they were like, Randy, we have a CGM here. Um, we've got everything you need for, you know, it was the, for the rest of my pregnancy and they just gave it to me for free. And I was like, wow, God's good. (laughs) So yeah, that's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Four. Four. Okay. So you've been through this a few times. 
Yeah. So the last, the first, my daughter, uh, my oldest is nine. Um, my second is going to be six in the end of October. And I have twin boys. That pregnancy was no joke. Um, (laughs) so we have twin boys and they're four. So yeah, a little, it's a handful, but they're such a blessing. Oh yeah. I bet. Is it hard to manage your diabetes with, I mean, having children, I always, I don't have children myself and I, sometimes I babysit a, a friend's kid and I'm like, if I get a low, it's just hard to deal with. Cause they need so much attention that it's just like, it makes the low even worse. Is that right? Is it hard so, to have diabetes with children? I thought it would be, but because I'm so used to it, um, it's not, I don't even think about it. It's not because honestly I'll have, I'll tell my daughter, I'm like, Abigail, go get my juice run or Joshua, go get my juice and they, they honestly helped me through it. Um, so, and they understand, you know, if I have low blood sugar, I need to just sit down for just a second, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's like, as if I wouldn't know any other way, honestly. So it, it's, it's perfect for it's me. Pretty well integrated. Yeah. yeah. So you're on, you're on Dexcom. Um, what do you do for insulin? Are you on a pump or do you do injections? How do you do it? So I do injections. Um, I'm taking um, Novolog and I take Lantus. Um, I recently had to go down on my Lantus because I'm doing um, the alternate day fasting. So today I'm doing, um, I do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they're my 36 hour fast. And um, I had, I started last week doing the alternate day fasting routine and um, I realized rather quickly, actually, it feels like it took longer to realize because normally I realize a lot sooner. I'm like, I need to cut back on my Lantus. Um, but I started with like 35 units of Lantus. And today I'm like 30 units because it was, it was kind of doing the roller coaster, um, especially with, you know, taking more Lantus than I need to, you know how it is when your Lantus is constantly pushing down to kind of keep it, you know, where it should, but mine was pushing it down and I had to drink juice to get it back up. And then it would push, the Lantus would push it down and it was a horrible cycle. But like right now it's saying, yeah, 96. And it's been, it's been like through the night really good. So. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things with the, if you're on injections that are hard to, uh, you know, you really have to calibrate your, what you're going to be doing for your fasting schedule. Cause like, if you're on a pump, like I am, you know, you can kind of take it, you know, hour by hour, you know, cause right. whatever insulin is in your, in your system is then out and then you can program the pump to turn it off or whatever. But if you're on a long acting, you have to be so intentional about it and it takes a lot of trial and yeah. error. Like it's, it's, it can oh, get yeah. frustrating. Yeah, for sure. It, it does. Um, it was really frustrating to wake up to like, to the, to the beep of the Dexcom when it's like four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I know. I know. Be quiet. I know. So, um, you know, just waking up and, um, realizing, okay, I'm going to need to take less. So, yeah, I really want to get into that. Um, but before we do, I want to give people a background about how you've been fasting. Cause you've been fasting for like a year now, right? Or maybe a little longer. It'll be, it'll be almost a year. I think November, either the 14th or the between the 14th and the 17th, it's been a year. 
So how did you come around to fasting? Like, maybe you can just give me the story of like what transpired to get you to this point. Okay. So, um, I think I heard about fasting through like Facebook or, um, you know, one of the, one of the fasting groups. And then, um, I think when I, like a year ago, I read, um, Jen Stevens book and it was like mind blowing. I thought, Whoa, how come I never realized this? Um, so I started that and then, um, you know, it's taken a long time to figure out, man, I really shouldn't have white rice. I really should not be, you know, indulging in like ice cream and sweets and stuff. Maybe, you know, just, um, trans, just the transformation of like eating good from eating junk. You know, it really, it took a long time for me because, um, especially with being diabetic, I feel like, um, eating healthy is you should, but you also feel sort of deprived when you can't have it. So realizing, yeah, I can have it, but I don't want it helps me to, um, help me to overcome the mind battle. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like a lot of fasting is it starts and ends in your mind. You know what I mean? It's more, um, it's not so much the actual hunger, but it's, you know, telling yourself and not analyzing like, okay, am I hungry or is it just my brain thinking, you know, that I want this, you know what I mean? Right. So when you started fasting, you changed your diet at around the same time or like, how did that whole, what was the process like? So, um, the, changing my diet has it's been a long it's been a long process um so I started with you know keep on keeping on my same diet because I knew if I changed everything right away it was gonna totally throw me off kilter and feel like I'm being deprived of like everything that I loved but um so slowly I've been integrating um I you know we eat really healthy in our family so that wasn't, that wasn't so much, um, a big deal, but I think lately, um, you know, cutting out, you know, the things that I know are driving my sugar up. Um, and I know that, you know, cutting out certain things like the white rice is going to help me to feel better and keep it, um, more at a steady, even pace. You know what I mean? Um, so definitely cutting out certain things has been a challenge, but ultimately lately, I feel like, um, it's been, uh, better for me, you know, would you say you're low carb or keto or like, what would you, how would you describe your diet? Like if you don't eat white rice, do you eat brown rice or like, what, what does your diet look like? So, um, generally speaking, I try lately, I've been trying to incorporate more quinoa because, um, like last night I had like a taco salad, but I didn't have, I'm trying to cut out more of the chips. So I didn't have the tortillas or the chips, but I had like a bed of quinoa, you know, lettuce, the ground beef, the protein. So I'm trying to cut out more of the, um, more of the high carb things. So I'm trying to do more of a, more of a low carb, more protein sort of a diet. Um, trying to incorporate more vegetables into my diet also. Um, 
And also um, those, those greens, uh, the healthy greens smoothies or whatever, the greens powders um, without all the added junk into it. Um, I feel like those are more what I'm trying to go for these days. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean that I, I did that kind of diet for a really long time myself and it's, it's good. And then over time I ended up just cutting out more and more carbs just because I don't know if you've read, um, it's, I think it's called the diabetes solution. Dr. Bernstein. Have you ever read that book? No, I was reading Dr. Fung and he's really sciencey. So I really like him, but sometimes the sciencey goes like straight over my head. Yeah. So yeah. The, if you read the diabetes solution by Dr. Bernstein, he's actually type one. Um, and he's done like, you know, he, he has a couple different, um, theories and ways that he manages his diabetes. But one of the ways he manages it is he tries to keep it very, very low carb because he says, you know, he calls it like the law of small numbers, which is if you take less insulin, then there's less chance that you're going to end up with a low blood sugar and, or a high, you know what I mean? Like if you right. can just manage your insulin is the, a lot of times the problem as, as you right. see, and I, I see like every time you take insulin, you, you don't know how, when it's going to hit you, how it's going to interact with the food. And it's just like all these variables that you, you know, if you go out for a walk, then your insulin is like supercharged. There's so many things yep. that you have to think about. So yep. in his eyes, um, and I think he's right. Like the less insulin you can take because you don't need it as much for high carb meals and things like that, like the better off you are. So over time, yep. I sort of, you know, got to that answer myself. And it sounds like you're kind of on that path too. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I realized like, um, yesterday we took a walk to the park and I was like, oh man, I really need to make sure so that I'm not going to have a low. Cause normally, um, when I exercise, um, it, it definitely goes down. So I'm realizing like, if I can eat food that has a better impact, like the quinoa, more protein and vegetables, it really helps me to not have like a plummet. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been definitely trying to do that more. Yeah. That's smart. That's good thinking. Uh, so you've changed your diet when you started fasting, did you start out with like a 16, eight or like, how's your fasting protocol evolved over time? Would you say? Okay. So I started with, um, I think it was like a 16, eight and, um, then it evolved to, you know, longer fasts, uh, maybe like a 24 or a 23 one. Um, right now I'm doing the um, alternate day fasting. And for me, like I was so scared to do 36 hour fasting because I was terrified that um, I was going to have a really big. Okay. I thought I got a notification. Anyways, I thought I was going to have like a really big low. Um, but what I've noticed instead is just, um, like abundant energy, like so much so that it like, it, it, it's hard to fall asleep. And I've never experienced that until I started the 36 hour fasting. Um, so that's where I'm at now, 36 hours, but, but, um, you know, feeling the energy and feeling like really good fasting, um, just hit me and it kind of sucks that it took a year but it actually it it's amazing you know what I mean yeah I think actually it's good that it took a year because I think it's hard to like jump into alternate day fasting because it's it's like fasting is a muscle that you have to build and I feel like if you go yeah. into ADF too quickly then you're probably gonna fail at it yeah for sure um like the other day um 
I was telling my husband, I said, I think I'm going to need some protein and a little bit of carbs tonight. And it kind of sucked because I was on my, I was on, um, it was Friday. So it was the end of the first alternate day fasting week that I've had. And I was like, man, I want to finish strong. I don't want to, I don't want to break my fast, but I knew if I didn't have protein and a little bit of carbs, I was going to plummet and have lows. And, um, yeah, I was feeling really disappointed about that, but also, you know, being smart and realizing, Hey, you know, you have to think about your sugars more than sometimes the fast. Um, so that really helped, um, just, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, why did you start doing alternate day fasting? So, um, in, in Jen's book, I was reading, um, you know, just researching it and I decided, okay, um, I think it would be better, you know, to do that because she was talking about, you know, the insulin resistance and, you know, realizing that, you know, Hey, I'm starting to have to take more for something that I didn't have to take before. And it's actually helped. So I've cut down on, you know, the amount of lantus that I need, um, the amount that I need for correcting a high, you know, that sort of thing. And it, it's really, really helped in that respect. And also, you know, I don't have to eat, so I don't have to take a shot for it. I don't have to, you know, correct or, you know, the less insulin in your system, obviously the better, but, um, you know, as long as you can sustain it with good blood sugars, of course, but yeah, I think that's, you know, helped abundantly. Yeah, for sure. And, um, is there, so Lantus is kind of like an older insulin. Is there a reason that you like Lantus? So for me, I feel like it keeps my blood sugars, um, more even also, um, I'm on, um, the land, the it's, it's a patient assistance program. So I can get, I think it's like four vials for maybe like $125, $150. So we don't have insurance and that is super helpful for that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. That makes a lot of sense. Cause if you're working without insurance and you got to just do what you got to do, I did yeah. notice that. Um, and you might want to watch this yourself and you probably notice this too. Cause I was on Lantus. Um, I haven't been on Lantus for many years, but I do remember that it has a lot of peak. Like it does have a peak. Uh, yes. I think, I don't remember if it's like 12 hours or 14 hours. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sure. I noticed, um, so I noticed when I take Lantus for me, it is right, basically right after I take it, um, for me, it, it kind of, it drives it down and then it evens it out. You know what I mean? And so how do you, have you had to think about that in terms of your, when you're doing alternate day fasting, because, you know, I don't know how you time your shots so that it doesn't get in your way. Um, so basically with the alternate day fasting, um, I, if I have, um, like obviously the day before I have eaten. Um, so if I have either a high blood sugar, I normally don't treat it with insulin. If I'm doing the alternate day fasting, I'll take my Lantus and the Lantus will push it down to a good level and it will even out throughout the day. And the reason for that is because I've, you know, ex 
experimenting with like last week, just experimenting with um, the insulin and that sort of thing. I noticed that um, if I do take to get it down, it will push it way further down than, you know, just it'll, it'll make it a really severe low. So I've noticed the Lantus will um, push down the high and just, you know, keep it at a at an even level throughout the day. So that's basically, um, yeah, I take it, I think it's about 7.30 in the morning and it works really well for me. That's good. Yeah. That's one of the things when you're on a long acting insulin, it's just like, cause I think people have the misconception that like, it's just a long acting insulin and it is even throughout the entire time, but that's not the case. Like there are peaks associated with it. Right. Yeah. Um, that's what I've noticed as well. Um, normally it's, it kind of, it, it starts out really, um, peaking right at first for me anyways. Um, I think it works, you know, however it works for different people, but for me, it, it, um, it peaks a little bit, you know, and then it kind of evens out a little bit throughout the rest of the day. Gotcha. So when you do ADF, do you eat dinner the night before and then just don't eat during the day and then eat breakfast the following day? Is that how you kind of do it? Or what's your, how do you do ADF um, when you're so, like the hours that you do? Okay. So normally if on my up days, um, on my eating days, I normally try to wait until like 36 hour mark which is super hard sometimes. Other times it's like, man, I really don't feel hungry, but I know I need to eat. Um, so I will break my fast with a lot of protein. Like I'll try to have some eggs, maybe some bacon. Um, normally no carb to break my fast. Um, so then I will have um, maybe like a snack during the day, like in between a meal, because I know I need to keep you know, things, my metabolism moving. Um, so I'll have like, um, like some cheese or maybe some jerky. And, um, so then at lunchtime I'll have whatever, um, whatever my kids have normally, or sometimes like a, like a salad or some chicken or something. Um, normally I'm this, I'm realizing I need to stop eating at between five, between four and like five thirty. Because I've noticed for me, if I don't, I'm going to have a high fasting. And I I don't know if, you know, if every other diabetic has that. But I noticed, like, if I eat late at night, that's going to be a problem in the morning. So Yeah, yeah it can be for sure. I, I also avoid eating at night, too, for that reason. Because it's just nobody wants to fight with a high blood sugar overnight. Cause there's not, you're not paying attention. So it just sits there high and it's just not a good situation. Right. Right. So how many days uh, a week are you doing the alternate day fasting? Would you say? Um, so during the week, um, I do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I do three down days. Wow. And then, on um, on Sunday, I just do, do OMAD. Um, and I make sure I eat enough to where I'm full and I will not be hungry later on and just water, <laughs> like a lot of water. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty serious fasting schedule. How long have you been doing the, you know, three days of ADF and then a OMAD on the weekend? Has it been a while? So I did try, I tried moder um, the moderated 
alternate day fasting or I'm sorry, the modification, um, like 500 calories a day or whatever. Um, and I think I did that a while ago. Um, I want to say a couple months at least trying it. And then I realized, you know, it's, it's not really going to work for me, the modified version, because I just feel like hungry throughout the day. And I, I, I can't stand that. So, um, it worked a couple days and then I was like, you know, it's not sustainable. And then I tried the actual, the, the, um, the non-modified version. And for me, it works really well because I don't feel hungry. Um, there's times where, you know, like I said, it's, it's really a mind battle over an actual physical hunger battle, you know, um, I think it was maybe Dr. Fung or Jin, um, Jin was talking about how, you know, yeah, you're going to feel hungry, but it's only for like 30 minutes max. It comes in waves and it's not, it's not a permanent thing. Um, our friend was talking about recently, he said, you know, pain doesn't last forever. It's not gonna, it's not gonna last forever. Just, you know, fight through it and, you know, move on as long as you're, you know, staying busy, I think really, really helps in that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, recently I haven't really been a huge, um, alternate day fasting person, uh, but I've gotten into it a little bit more recently. And I agree with you. The 500 calorie down day is hard. I feel like it just opens it up and you're just like, well, I'm just going to eat every, like, why would I stop now? And then I'll do it tomorrow. Right. And then it just never happens. So exactly. Um, and also like if you're type one, if you're doing the 500 calorie down day, you got to take insulin, then you open yourself up for the blood sugar roller coaster. And then you're definitely going to be hungry if you end up with a low or something like that. And it's just like, sometimes it's not even worth it. Just keep food out of the equation. Yeah, for sure. I was, um, I was feeling like, uh, when I had, I was commenting on somebody's, or I made a post and I was just so I was so sick and tired of, you know, having to treat my lows and then obviously breaking my fast, especially because I do, I do clean fast. So I was just like, so discouraged. And then I started listening to your podcast and I was like, okay, this is not like, and obviously it's not an isolated event, but you know, you feel isolated, obviously sometimes when you do fasting and, um, so when you have to treat your fast, it's just, it's just irritating because you're, you know, that obviously your fast is broken, but, um, then going on and just realizing, okay, I'm just going to keep going, just keep going, keep doing what you're, you know, keep doing what you're doing and, um, you know, um, you know, continue with your fast as if you didn't break it. And I think it, at that, when I got that mindset of just continue, you know, it's, you treat it you know, just keep going. Yeah. You have to do it that way. Otherwise you'll go crazy. Like you, you can't yeah. be perfect with diabetes. Uh, one of the things, uh, I want to ask you about with ADF is like a couple of times I've tried it and I've been doing it more and more regularly, but there's been a few times where I do it and I end up on the low blood sugar roller coaster. And you probably have the same thing. Cause you're Lantus. You can't take that out of your system. Once it's in, it's in, right. and there's nothing you right. can do about it. So when you end up with low after low after low, do you then just say, you know what, alternate day is not going to happen today. I'm going to just break this fast. 
because you know if you have too many lows um and you're treating it with like glucose tablets and things like that or glucose gummies or whatever you're eating you're right. i feel like your blood sugar doesn't have anything to like grab onto you know what i mean like that's why you need the protein you need to like you need to say i'm cutting this fast off now and i'm just gonna treat my i, I need to like get nourished at this point do you do you get that feeling sometimes yes so um the other day like last week um i was doing alternate day fasting and it because i didn't have any food in my system i was feeling like obviously on the roller coaster i realized like i think it was this weekend this past weekend i was like you know what i know why i was on the roller coaster because i was taking too much of the 24 hour so i i decreased my Lantis, instead of 35, I'm taking 30. And I'm realizing like, that was why, um, that was why I was having all those lows and the roller coaster and just, um, you know, that sort of thing, realizing that the Lantis is trying to push down, but it doesn't need to push down, you know, it anyways. Yeah. It's just that crazy roller coaster. But once I, you know, decreased the Lantis, I noticed, especially, you know, just today, it's been, it's been actually a straight line pretty much. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I feel like on those, um, down days, if you can get your insulin settings, right. And on my down days, I don't know what you do, but like on my down days, I don't like do any like heavy kind of exercise or anything like that. I just keep it pretty like low key. And I just kind of make that like a lazy day or something, you know, because if you start exercising and then you add exercise into the mix and then it supercharges your insulin, like then you're going to end up with trouble. Like, is that, how do you kind of handle that aspect of it? Um, so when I have my down days, I try to not exercise. Like I have a, I have a treadmill, honestly, it's, it's, it's not been used lately, but Um, so when I have my down days, I try not to do a lot of, um, strenuous exercise or, you know, that sort of thing. I try to keep it kind of low key, but like with four kids, you can't, you can't keep much low key, but, um, yeah, so I definitely get the, um, you know, when you're, when you're more active physically, you're going to have lows. So that was also coming into play with, you know, down um, decreasing the amount of Lantus I had to take. And so, yeah, that definitely helped make the yeah. decision. I feel like with type one, if you're doing a down day, like you have to take a lot of the, cause there's so many variables that can affect your blood sugar. Like on a down day, you just got to kind of like quiet all the noise so that your insulin isn't like supercharged or not working hard enough or, you know, all these things, like just let it be chill, <laughs> almost like your basal yeah. testing, like just keep it you know, try to keep it as smooth as possible without too much interruption. But I understand your point about four kids. I, I can see that, that you don't get a lot yeah. of breaks there. <laughs> right. Um, so for sure, I normally like on my down day, like today, um, basically we well, right now we're moving. So we have a lot of like packing and stuff to do. And so I try to keep it, um, not as active, but also, you know, keeping busy. So trying to not have it as, um, as strenuous, so to speak. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, I think one of the things that, you know, you had kind of talked about on, on Facebook is that 
you were trouble having trouble losing weight that you were kind of stuck at a plateau of like 10 or 15 pounds that you'd lost. Is that, is that one of the reasons why you kind of came over to ADF? Yes. So I was, I started at about like 196. And, um, the day that I started or the day, the night before the day before I started ADF, I was like, Oh man, I was like at 191 and I'm like, okay, this, this needs to stop. Um, so I said, I just decided, I was like, you know what we're going to do, we're going to do ADF again, but we're not going to do the modified version. We're just going to do it and, you know, um, figure it out with like my blood sugar needs, my insulin needs as we're going. Um, because if I, obviously if I need, if I need, um, sugar, obviously I'm going to do that and treat it and learn as I go, um, with my sugar and insulin needs. So, um, I have been stuck at like in the one eighties, I got down to like, I think it was like 177. And for some reason I just like hit a wall and I could not get past it. And, um, honestly, you know, realizing it's, it's not a marathon. It's not, it's not a race. It's just, you know, slow and steady and just keep going. How tall are you, by the way? I'm about five, four, five, five. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And it, you're right. It is like, it's a lifestyle. So I do think that ADF will help, especially if you've changed your diet on the days that you actually eat. Cause I think, uh, a misconception with like ADF or fasting in general, I have a friend who just started fasting and she's not losing weight as quickly as she'd like. And I'm like, well, what are you eating in your win- eating window? Cause even though, you know, you're not eating for large portions of the day, if you're eating too much in your eating window or you're not eating the right kinds of things, like you actually won't lose weight, you know? So, right, exactly. but like, you know, hopefully the ADF is helping you with that. I understand the frustration of getting stuck somewhere, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of the problem was me, like my diet. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing, and I just told somebody, I said, you know, you can, you can basically, you know, not verbatim, but, um, basically you can work out a hundred percent of the time all day long and you will not lose anything. If you eat junk, you're it, losing weight is not, it's not really so much exercise as it is diet. It's about 90% diet, 10% or yeah, 90% diet, 10%, you know, actually exercising and exercising has, you know, something to do with it but what you're putting in your body is more um is more of you know the is more of the goal or the 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 way to lose you know what i mean and so realizing that and that it's going to take time it didn't take um it didn't take you know a year to gain everything that i've gained or to destroy my health so to speak but so it's going to take time to get it off and, you know, realizing that, um, that it's going to take time and be patient with yourself. Also, you know, realizing don't do it for the weight loss, do it for, you know, the health benefits that you get from it. That really helped me to stay focused and to stay on track. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And, uh, and yeah, sometimes, especially with type one, or anybody that has diabetes, like fasting for the blood sugar benefits are it's, it's greatly outweighed from, you know, no pun intended from like any weight loss that you get. The weight loss is just, 
the cherry on top, but the better blood sugars is the reason why the main reason why I fast. And it sounds like that's something similar for you too now, but that said, have you noticed with ADF that you're losing weight or has it not been long enough for you to, to notice that yet? So last week I weighed myself. Um, I'm, I'm sadly sort of addicted to the scale. Um, but <laughs> join the club. I know it's, it's a sickness, I think, honestly, but, um, yeah, I, um, I've noticed, so I started at like 191, uh, last week. And then I think the last time I weighed myself, it was like one, I want to say like last week, it was like 183. And then, and then it jumped up again. Um, you know, obviously after you eat, you're going to, it's like a huge difference. So I'm going to weigh myself again tomorrow morning and see how, you know, how it is and then just, uh, keep going. Obviously I need to keep going with like the, you know, change of, um, change of diet, so to speak. Um, you know, cutting out the, the bad carbs. Um, a lot of people don't realize, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to, of like bad carbs that it goes hand in hand with, Oh, I'm not losing anything. Well, what are you eating? You know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it has a lot to do with diet and the carbs too. And, uh, the thing that, um, has finally made sense to me after all this time is, um, I I'm pretty low carb. I'm definitely not keto because I eat fruit still. And I eat, you know, I don't eat high, high carb vegetables like potatoes or anything like that, but you know, some of the vegetables I eat may be higher in carbs and might have higher glycemic index than some of the ones that people eat if they're on keto. But, uh, yeah. I, I try to skew more, you know, very low carb, but I think the, the thing with like, if you have carbs in your, a lot of carbs in your diet, it's just, those things take a long, longer amount of time to metabolize. So then you're injecting, you know, hours after you eat, and then you can trigger the roller coaster many hours after you you're done eating, which is very frustrating. So right. that's why I eventually cut out, like I haven't had rice or bread or pasta in like a very, very long time, for instance, you know, like it's just, I decided it's yeah. not worth it anymore. <laughs> right. And I've noticed when I cut those things out, I stopped craving them. I think, um, a lot of that stuff, um, especially sugar, once you cut it out, although like I am cutting out sugar, <laughs> It's just, it just happened. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things where if you don't have it, you don't really crave it. Um, but yeah, I noticed, you know, if you have to treat a low, it for sure triggers like a roller coaster effect. Yeah. Yeah. It it makes you, it makes you hungry. And then to that point I was making earlier about if you treat a low and you're treating it with a bunch of glucose tablets. And I've realized this, I, I, an episode will come up. It's, uh, you know, two days from now, it hasn't posted yet per our, dis- like, as we're having this discussion, but it'll be up in a couple of days from now. But like, you know, when you have to treat, when you have a lot of insulin going and you have to treat with a lot of glucose tablets, it just, it makes your blood sugar. Uh, it's just, it doesn't give your body anything to grab onto. And you just have all this sugar and insulin coursing through your body yeah. and it just the, yeah. the two it, it like it, it it makes it so they can't work well together it's like you almost need that like stabilizing effect of like a protein right. or like something like that so 
I'm trying my best to stay off the roller coaster. I mean, it's not easy for type one. It's just not easy. (laughs) Just the fact of life, you know, it's yeah, for sure. It is definitely one of those things where it's like, it makes, it makes you hate, you know, um, certain aspects of, of, of everything, you know, cause when you go out to eat or when you do, um, certain things, it just triggers something different in your blood sugar and it just gets really frustrating. But, you know, having, you just realize, you know, within a short, or I'm sorry, within a, for me, it's, uh, it's taken a long time to just have patience, you know, just be patient with yourself and realize it's a learning curve. Um, fasting and, you know, type one diabetes, it's, it's all just, it's learning, just realizing that, um, give yourself patience and grace, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good message. Cause, uh, it does get frustrating at times. And this episode that'll come out in, in two days, uh, it's kind of me just venting about how diabetes sucks sometimes. And <laughs> yeah, it does. Just... <laughs> and it feels like you can't ever do anything the way you want to do it. Cause it's just like, your body's like always in your way, you know? Yes. Yes. But if you can just be kind to yourself, or try to be kind to yourself. It's easier said than done sometimes, you know, I don't know. Do you feel like you get burned out sometimes with diabetes? So burned out. Like so, so many times I'm like, man, I wish I could do, it would be honestly, fasting would be so much easier if I wasn't diabetic, honestly. But then, um, (laughs) you know, I, I had to really pray and I was like, God, why am I diabetic? Why? What is the deal? Is that like, are you angry at me? What is wrong? Why? And then I realized, I was like, you know, um, I don't know if you've watched The Chosen, um, but it was when it was when um, Jesus was talking to little James and he was saying, you know, I could heal you right now, but I'm, I trust you. And then he went on to say, um, when, when you, when you, when you meet all these people and, and they see that you're, that you're serving me and you're not healed, but you're still doing it anyways, you're persevering, you're going through. And for me, it's, it's, um, it's more of a, you know, people are, are seeing, Hey, she's serving God and she's doing this and she's fasting, but she, and she has diabetes and it's, 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 I hate mom brain sometimes, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's more of a, um, look, she's doing this and she's working through it. She's not letting it defeat her. And it's, it's really challenging at times realizing that, you know, just, just work with it. You know, God's grace is sufficient, you know? Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think, uh, a lot of us type ones can serve as an inspiration to other type ones and other people in general, like, Hey, if we can fast, you can do it too. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> see the obstacles we're facing. And if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But if you're doing it and you're like griping about, Oh, I'm so hungry. Really? Shut yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now I wonder, since you have so many other diabetics in your family, have any of them asked you about fasting or have you convinced any of them to try it? So, um, my mom got a pancreas transplant and a kidney transplant. So she's no longer type one diabetic. I'm incredibly jealous. Wow. Um, (laughs) Good for her. My 
my sister um, passed away from the diabetes. Um, she was having, she was having a lot of issues with it and really just not taking care of herself. Um, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah, she, I think she was like, tw- I think she was 28. Oh, um, I'm sorry. And yeah, she, she really did not, um, yeah, do very well with that. But, um, and I haven't, I haven't really talked to um, my mother about it. Um, I think she knows, but she's more, um, you know how moms are, more worried about, you know, oh, are you going to be okay with your blood sugars and that sort of thing? But yeah. So, yeah, well, that's, you know, as, you know, and I'm sure other people have noticed uh, that maybe are not in your family or in your family, but not diabetic. Is your husband um, a faster as well or supportive? She, he is really supportive of my fasting. Um, he does not fast though. He works really physical. And so I think it'd be really hard for him. He does construction. Um, so I think it'd be really hard for him to fast, but, um, he's so funny. Sometimes he'll say, babe, I fast. I just fast. Like when I'm sleeping, I'm like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. But he is supportive of my fasting. He realizes, you know, um, while I'm doing this, it, it does help with my diabetes. So he's very supportive of it, but he just doesn't, he doesn't do it. Yeah. It's not his thing. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but at least you're doing it and you have some support behind you, which is great. Right. Right. So, I mean, I really appreciate how honest you've been about some of your struggles. Cause I think as type ones, especially it's really fast. It can be really hard sometimes, you know, and, um, if, if you're on uh, on injections and you're taking a long acting, it can be especially hard because you have to do that much more planning in order to to have a down day or to be fasting. Like, I think it's it's a lot easier if you're on a pump. It's still not easy, but it's a lot easier than what you're facing because you've got to really get your your dosages like exactly right. Otherwise, you're going to be dealing with it for hours later. You know, right? Exactly. Um... So like on my down days, I'll do 30 units of insulin on my up days. I do 32 just to kind of knock the edge off because I know I'm going to be eating. Also, I know I'm, my insulin resistance has gone quite a bit down. So I don't want to have, obviously I can't, I mean, obviously I can eat, but I don't want to have, obviously you don't want to have a bunch of lows. So, um, just, you know, knocking it down on the down days and then bringing it up maybe two units on your up days. And it, it is a lot of, you know, planning and, um, it takes a lot of foresight and knowing, you know, what your blood sugar is going to be doing. You know, it's a lot of experimentation at first. And then once you get it down to a fine art, you know, pretty much smooth sailing after that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, before we close, I mean, I, I just want to ask you because, you're somebody, uh, a type one that's struggling with a lot of different things, fasting, including included myself. I same with me, you know, fasting is, is it's not as easy for me as it is for somebody that doesn't have diabetes. So, um, I would just love to know, like, you know, even though you face some struggles with your fasting and getting your dosages right and all that stuff, like, do you have any like advice for people that might be in your same shoes or maybe they're even like a type one that's starting to fast and is having trouble getting their settings right. Like, what would you say to somebody like that? So for sure, be patient with yourself. Um, knowing like, Hey, if you have a low, do not let that low go, you know, don't let it go just because, Oh, I don't want to break the fast. You know, um, if you weren't 
diabetic, this is what I think for myself, I have to keep in my mind. If I wasn't diabetic, um, my pancreas would be doing the job for me, but I have to do the job for my pancreas. And so I would be releasing a little bit of sugar anyways from um, whatever, uh, I think it's your pancreas, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, but um, just treat it as you can and then just keep going and have patience with yourself. And also it's it's more in your mind than people realize. Um, it is definitely not just a, um, it's definitely not just a, oh, I'm hungry, I'm starving, I'm gonna faint. You're not gonna faint, you're not gonna die. Uh, keep going, <laughs> you know? It's for sure one of those things where you have to be really stubborn. You have to be stubborn about it and just keep going. Um, you may not lose a lot of weight right away, and yeah, it takes time. Some people can lose like 50 pounds in five months. But, you know, as I notice as a diabetic, I'm not one of those people. I have to be, you know, just just keep going. And it may be, you know, body recomposition or um, you may lose weight. You may gain it back. But, you know, it's just the it's just the keep going, you know, and have patience with yourself. And if you have a low, treat it and be stubborn, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Those are really good, you know, words of wisdom for people. Have you noticed, I don't know if you have had, had your A1C check before you started fasting and then now, have you seen any like improvement in that? Right. So I was going to tell you about that, but, um, I forgot, but, um, so when I went to my endocrinologist, I started fasting and it was just the, um, I think it was at the 24 range where I was doing that and um 20 hours fasting four hours eating and i was telling my doctor about it and the time before three months before at my first um at my um checkup before that my he was say, starting to say oh your cholesterol is going to the point where you might want to consider taking medication i was like bro no i'm not no i'm not doing that because once you get on high cholesterol your cholesterol medicine you really can't get off of that and um, so I was researching and I, I, you know, fasting will decrease it. So I, I did it. It was like only three months and I'd lost weight, you know, body recomposition. And um, my A1C was, I want to say it was like maybe eight, maybe. Um, and I got it down to in the sevens, my cholesterol was like back down to like perfect and I just told him what I was doing. And he said, well, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. So that really encouraged. Um, like lately, my my A1C kind of went back up a little. It didn't go to eight. I think it was like 7.6 or something. And I want uh, my ultimate goal is to get it down into the fives. Um, but I'm, I'm so not, I'm not comfortable with my blood sugars being in like the eighties because I always, I'm always terrified that it's going to just drop, you know, from there. Um, but I mean, obviously now I have the Dexcom, it'll tell me, you know, Hey, your blood sugar is dropping, you know, treat it, you know, so that that's really a helpful tool. Um, it, 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 at first it was like freaking me out because I could see where it was going and I would want to treat it right away, but then realizing, okay, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna even out. And once it evens out, it kind of stays at an even pace. So yeah, 
that was. I'm so curious to see if you go back and after you've been doing all this alternate day fasting, if you have a better A1C, I kind of bet you will. I hope so. Yeah, I think yeah. I would. It'll probably be down into the sixes. Um, I have a doctor's appointment coming up on the 24th of October. So that I think will be a good visit. I'm I'm hoping and praying because I know all this effort, God will bless and it'll be a hope. It'll be a good visit. And, um, you know, my, my efforts will pay off. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And, um, thanks again for sharing your story. And it was really great to talk to you and hear, you know, how you're doing things, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, thank you for having me on. It's, it's really been so helpful to hear from a another type one diabetic that's doing like the exact same thing um a lot of times with diabetes you know you you meet other diabetics but it's not exactly the best of meetings because they're either you know just eating junk and complaining about how they're not doing good or they're you know whatever yeah well i'm glad that the podcast is helping you and um yeah, it's just really nice to connect with another type one. It always is, yeah. especially one that fast. So yeah, thanks again. For, yeah, thank you for having me. It was really nice to talk to you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest, please email me at fastlifewithdiabetes at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.